The following program may contain views, ideas, and opinions that have been produced by the hosts and their guests and are not reflective of Quixie 98.3 or Sky Tower Communications. For questions, comments, and concerns, email us at news at wqxe.com. Good morning, I'm Zach Epperson. This year, going back to school will be one of the most difficult in recent memory for students and staff alike, as they find themselves returning to instruction amidst a pandemic, the likes of which we haven't seen in over 100 years. So for the next several weeks, we'll be talking with the superintendents of our area school districts to hear from them about how their district is planning to return to school. So to start off our multi-week series, we are joined on the phone by the superintendent of the Breckenridge County School Systems, Dr. Nick Carter. Sir, how are you doing today? Doing well. Thank you for having me. Hey, no problem at all. So we'll jump right into our questions here now. Uh, the first one we have for you, and it's a pretty general question to open things up, but what is the return to school looking like uh, for your district out in uh, Breckenridge County? Well, that is a question that many people have had all summer long, and I completely understand. We uh, we actually announced uh, on uh, July 15th that we are going to start school uh, on August the 12th. And we will be starting on what's called an A-B schedule, where we'll have uh, students in, in different groups. We'll have a group A and a group B. And group A students, they'll go to school on Tuesdays and Wednesdays. And group B students will go to school on Thursday and Fridays. And then no students will attend school on Mondays. That'll be a staff-only day. And uh, we'll have staff in the buildings, and we'll be doing planning and uh, making phone calls, working with our, our virtual uh, students. And, and just continuing to, to prepare a, a terrific experience. Um, our plan, though, is to start on an A-B schedule on August the 12th and use an A-B schedule through September 11th. And then on September 14th, that's on a Monday, we're going to transition to a full five-day-a-week schedule with all of our students, of course, using uh, you know restrictions and, and masking, social distancing, and, and things like that. Absolutely, and so and I I was thought I heard that, but you all are going to be so you're going to be doing the, the the grouping, and that's a lot different than what we've heard from some of the other school districts. How did you all arrive at the idea? And I know it's just going to be uh, in, in sort of a, a limited uh, format, like you said, up until uh, that date in September. But how did you all arrive at that decision that that was going to be the best idea for your district? Yeah, that's a great question and a fair question. We, we have uh, went to, we went to work in early May, uh, starting really thinking about what does the beginning of the 2021 school year look like. And through some state guidance, we, we quickly realized that we needed to prepare for different scenarios. So the first thing we did is we prepared for a possible A-B plan. And, and we did surveying, surveying out in our community to try to decide, is it – does. What does our community prefer under an A-B plan going to school, you know, two days a week um, compared to maybe like uh, our students going one week and then the next group going the next week? And our survey results showed that the majority of our families uh, preferred the model that we're using where uh, every student would go to school, you know, weekly for, for two days and, and to do it like that. So we developed those plans and introduced that plan as a possibility back earlier in the summer so that our families would have time to review the plan. We actually even put out our student rosters for which students would be on group A, which students would be on group B. That way our families would have more time to prepare. Uh, we've also developed plans with the help of our health, our local health department for a full five day a week. 
So we, we have plans for both. As far as why we've decided to start with uh, the reduced class sides is uh, due to the, the increase in uh, COVID-19 cases recently, we've decided that that the best way for us to begin would be with the reduced class sizes. That will allow our district time to uh, fine-tune our new practices with temperature taking, wearing of masks, hand hygiene, just just a lot. There's a lot of new that we're going to be working through. Um, our school buses and, and students wearing a mask on the bus, uh, using hand sanitizer on the bus. And there's just a lot of new normal uh, procedures that we have to that that we have to and need to put in place. So by starting school for the first few weeks with a, a reduce uh, the reduce uh, size uh, the reduced size of students in our class in our classes that will give us time to get those those uh, new procedures in place and be ready on September 14th when we welcome everyone back every day of the week. Absolutely, and I'm glad you you brought that up, those procedures, because it seems pretty standard across the board that those kind of things will be happening. Masks on buses, temperatures being taken when students arrive at school, and you talked about developing those procedures. Have you all fleshed those out yet? Do you know exactly how you're going to uh, to go about that? Yes. Uh, first and foremost, I want to thank all of our staff in the district. They they've just they've worked their tails off to 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 really think outside of the box on on these different new procedures. But we do. Each school in the district has plans in place for uh, temperature checks and and where where we're going to eat lunch at, where we're going to eat breakfast at, how we're going to handle if a child is not feeling well, if a child has a fever, uh, if a staff member has a fever, and so we've got all those plans in place. And now, as as you know, when school starts, it's going to be time for implementation. And we fully expect that there'll be some bumps along the way. Implementation is never, you know, easy and smooth in the beginning. And so that's part of the reason for starting under an A-B schedule is that we can work through those bumps and, and smooth them out. Um, and then by the time we welcome all students back five days a week, you know, every day, and we have more children in the buildings, we'll have all the bumps worked out and we'll be we'll be ready to go. My next question, it probably addresses one of those bumps, uh, but masks, you know, they've, unfortunately, I, I would say they've become a very, uh, very contentious topic. How, how do you all plan on enforcing those masks uh, within the school? Well, what, what we're, you're right, as far as I, I know that masking is, is a very sensitive topic. And so first, first, though, we're going to make sure that, you know, our students who have uh, medical professional statements, they'll be exempt. And and every school has that. You know, there'll be children who, for medical purposes, uh, can't wear a mask. And so the first thing I want to make sure everyone understands is that if, they, if there's a medical professional statement, then we're going to accept that and we're going to you know, we'll move forward. But uh, one one thing that we're going to do is as the adults in the buildings and in the district, we're going to model and uh, we're going to make sure that we're wearing our mask and we're practicing proper mask hygiene and, and that we're taking it off properly and, and making sure that we're doing the things that we're supposed to be doing. So as far as enforcement goes, I think that's just a matter of communication, making sure that we, we talk with our children uh, at the very beginning of school, uh, our kids who might have some questions or concerns about wearing the mask, you know, we're going to have to make sure that we talk with their families and, and help them to understand what we're doing and why we're doing it. Another great thing, though, about starting with the A-B schedule is when you don't have as many students in the building, you're not going to be required to mask as much. And so this will provide us an opportunity to ease our children into wearing the mask 
uh, they'll, they'll be wearing it some throughout the day, you know, during class changes or whenever we're picking up our lunches or whatnot, when we're on the school bus. But there'll be plenty of opportunities throughout the day for them to take their mask off and get a break. And so as we move toward the five days a week, obviously everyone can probably assume five days a week, all the students in the building there's going to be more masking. And so we'll kind of ease into it and we'll get through maybe some of those hotter weeks, especially um, where we're not having to mask as much. And, and we'll start just kind of easing into it, having good conversations with our kids, making sure that we as the adults uh, in the building, in the school district, that we're modeling. Uh, myself, I have my mask. I wear it every time that I'm, you know, in, uh, out in, in the community whenever we're supposed to be wearing a mask. Absolutely. And now I wanted to move on now, you know, in-person instruction, traditional instruction, definitely is going to be a part of this upcoming school year. But virtual options are also a possibility for kids. So what is the virtual option or the online learning that you all are offering students this upcoming year? Uh, yeah, we are. We do. We have a virtual offering for grades K through 12. Um, we are. We're still working on it. We we have the we have plans in place, but you know, as you can imagine, as everyone knows, it's a it's a work in progress because we want it to be the best. Uh, the best thing for our kids possible. So in the uh, the K-5 virtual program, that's going to be through the use of Google Classroom, and we're going to have uh, folks in the district assigned to each grade level, and uh, we'll be working with those families and those children to give them the very best possible uh, services through that, that program. Uh, and in grades 6 through 12, that's going to be a little different. We use a program called uh, Edmentum, and it's it's their Play-Doh program. And it's, it's more... Uh, in in your courses, and so you would assign those uh, those students that are in that program the different courses that they need, and they would work through those courses um, o- online. And then we're also develop now we're working through plans of how can we develop a system for our students that when they struggle or when they have questions, they can submit a question, and a teacher or an instructor can maybe get you know get back with them with some help. And through the AB schedule on Mondays when we have staff only in the building, we're, we're working on plans to, to maybe make some, some teachers available to, to help give, give some, uh, some help or uh, maybe get on and do a Zoom meeting or not, not, you know, going over a math concept. So we, we have the program in place. Now we're working on some of those fine details of trying to make sure that we're giving the best help possible for our children. Very, very interesting. So next thing I had for you, um, there's uh, some other districts in our area. I talked to Dr. Uh, Mark Martin over at Meade County that are in Meade County specifically. I, it was very interesting when I talked to him that they said they are not asking for school supply donations for this upcoming school year, saying that, you know, one, they already have some left over from when school ended. But two, they want to be careful about wh- where they're accepting supplies from and just making sure that everything is healthy and safe. What is your all's policy on that this upcoming school year if you do have one? Well, first and foremost, uh, you know, I give a huge uh, kudos out to Dr. Martin and his team in Meade County Schools. They, they've put together a plan. It's it's a very, uh, very nice plan that they've put together. I've been keeping up with them and, and appreciate the work that goes on in Meade County School District. They're one of our neighbors, and we enjoy some terrific basketball games against each other and, and volleyball and, and just uh, there a lot of good folks over there in that Absolutely. district. Absolutely. A lot of a lot of wonderful people living in that community. With that being said, we are accepting uh, school supplies with the supply list this year. However, we will be 
wor- working through the process. You know, anything that's brought in, we'll, we'll have to certainly put it in, in a holding area for 72 hours, like what's recommended through CDC. But uh, we will be accepting school supplies, but we'll make sure that we're following those recommended practices that CDC has for us. Absolutely. Kind of going back now to uh, the instruction side of things, if cases of the virus do see a spike during sometime this year, uh, how is the district uh, going to handle that? Or in-person instru- Will in-person instruction be canceled like it was in March, or do you all not really have a say in that? Is that more of a statewide thing? Well, I think that what we uh, th- that that's a very fluid situation, um, and what we will be doing uh, is working with our local health department to, to help you know to work together to make those decisions. Um, obviously, you know we would we would follow state and local uh, state and national guidance. So, um, you know, if Governor Bashir were to make a, rec- a recommendation, we we will look to follow that recommendation like we did uh, in the spring. We 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 trust in our governor and his team of medical professionals. So we would certainly be very open to following, you know, our governor's advice. um, But if that doesn't come, then we'll be working with our local health department and, you know, as far as cases and where are the cases at and and does it require a closure or not. And uh, they're, they're a lot that we are preparing for what's called intermittent closures where there might be uh, a time that we have to close for a day or two, depending on the situation. But those decisions will be made in consultation with our local health department. Very good. Uh, the next thing I had for you, just two questions left here. Uh, you Have you spoke with t- the teachers and staff at the district about the upcoming school year, and have they shared any, any concerns that they have uh, with you? Uh, yes. I mean, it, it's um, our, our teachers and staff in the district, they've been phenomenal. They've they've worked really hard, and, and they're very committed to our children. But just like uh, all of us, I mean, uh, we all have, you know, concerns. We we don't, you know, we don't want anyone to get sick. We don't we don't want families to get sick. And you know, in in a small community like uh, ours, uh, you know, when when one family hurts, we all hurt. And so, you know, in, in conversations with our our teachers and staff throughout the summer, all of them uh, have legitimate you know, concerns and wanting to, and they want to make sure that they and all of us in the district follow the guidelines to, to be as safe as possible. With that being said, they also understand the importance of, of in-person classes and how important that is for our children and socialization. And I think the American Pediatrics Association, you know, has, has made a recommendation that, that we get back to in-person classes as soon as we possibly can. Um, and so, and that's just one uh, group. So as far as our, um, our our staff in the district, yes, do do they have concerns? Yeah, yes. So the same concerns as everyone else is that we want to be as healthy and safe as possible. Last question I have for you, and, and we'll end uh, end it on you uh, personally. Have you assessed this upcoming school year for yourself? You know, just kind of take a moment to sit back and and look at the road that's ahead of you. Has it weighed on you at all? Yes, it certainly has. Uh, but but I will say this: I, I'm very blessed to be serving as the superintendent of the Breckridge County School District. I'm blessed to live and work in this community. And so when I do, when those, when we all, we all have those moments where we're overwhelmed and we're trying to figure out, you know, what's the best way to move forward. I always try to focus on the blessings that I have in my life. And um, uh, it, it certainly has been the challenge of my professional career. Uh, it's been the challenge of all of our professional careers as public e- educators. But I firmly believe that uh, while we're facing this test, we are passing it and we're moving 
we're moving forward together as a school district, and we're moving to get we're moving forward together as a state. And I'm so proud of our state and proud of all the school districts in our state that we've all banded together. Uh, I've I've participated in our uh, our Kentucky Department of Education superintendent webcast weekly throughout the pandemic. Our uh, we we superintendents have have worked together and been on virtual calls together where we're sharing ideas and plans and uh, and every district's different. Every district has different uh, has different and unique needs, but everybody, all the superintendents are are sharing plans and, and we're all unified in doing what's best for kids. And uh, so certainly it's weighed on me, but we're going to get through this and we're going to, we're going to move through this as best we can and, uh, and continue to work with our local health departments to, to get our children back in school in a safe manner. And, and, uh, I I can't wait. I can't wait to August 12th to welcome our children back to school. And for our children that choose the virtual option, we will do everything in our power to help them have a tremendous school year as well. For a recap of today's forum or to listen to past forums, you can head to our website, wqxc.com, and click on the Media tab. For Quixie 98.3, I'm Zach Epperson.